can't stop, won't stop. I'm your host, Lindsay Ann. In 2017, my sister-in-law, Egypt Covington, was murdered, and the local good old boys pinned it on her ex-boyfriend for three and a half years, claiming to need just one more piece of evidence. After protests, emails, phone calls, and fighting for a year and a half, this small town department finally gave her case to the state police. And within one week, they knew who one of Egypt's alleged killers was. And we now have three cowards sitting in Wayne County Jail awaiting trials. None of them are her ex-boyfriend. We can't stop and we won't stop helping more families seek the justice they deserve. And we won't stop being warriors, exposing the corruption happening throughout this nation. Let's do this! Their top story here at 5.30. Today marks one week since Egypt Covington was found dead inside her home. Yeah, medical examiners say she was killed from a single gunshot wound to the head. And now in the middle of their heartbreak, Egypt's mother and siblings are speaking out, bringing us some new information in this case. Coco McAvoy spoke with them today. Coco? Devin and Sandra, at this point, there's no one in custody for the murder of Egypt Covington, but they're still investigating. And tomorrow is her memorial service. And her mother and brothers say Egypt would have wanted them to celebrate her life. But it's difficult for them knowing how she was taken away from them so violently. And Tina Covington and her son, Dwayne Turner, watched videos of Egypt singing as a way to cope. Beautiful. It's like an angel. Like it really is. This song in particular now gives them chills. This was done two years ago, but she was singing about this happening. You can. You can miss her so much. Egypt was found dead in her home by her boyfriend last week. But he walked into the house and found her and ran out and called the police. Tina got the call late that night. Was, it was like, what do you mean she was murdered? Who would do this? Police say. They said that there's no struggle. That she knew them and they knew her well. Egypt's family is now waiting for the killer to be found. But I do want him caught. I mean, justice will prevail. Until then, Tina will keep a photo of Egypt around her neck as a reminder of who her daughter was and who she could have been. And her memorial service is tomorrow at 1 o'clock in Ypsilanti, and her family is expecting hundreds of people to attend. Reporting live this afternoon, I'm Coco McAvoy, Local 4. Well, the justice we have all been waiting for appears to be so close. On Monday, April 10th, 2023, our family will be attending the jury trial for Shandon Ray Groom, who was charged on December 31st, 2020, with one count homicide felony murder, one count home invasion first degree, 
one count murder first degree premeditated, and three counts weapons felony firearm, all for the brutal murder of Jacqueline Elizabeth Egypt Covington on June 22, 2017. All right. Thank you, Paul. Her murder was a mystery for years, but today there's been another big development in the death of Egypt Covington. A third person now has been arrested in this case. He's Shandon Groom, a 28-year-old from Toledo. He's being charged with murder and home invasion three years after Covington was found bound and shot in her Van Buren Township home. Grant Herm spoke to her family, who is relieved there is finally movement in this case. This arrest is another piece in the puzzle of 27-year-old Egypt Covington's death and for her family, a step towards justice and, as they say, what might be a light at the end of the tunnel. In court, Shannon Ray Groom, the third arrest in the murder of 27-year-old Egypt Covington in 2017. Groom was arrested three days before Christmas and went in front of the judge Thursday his 28th birthday. Groom is charged with felony murder and two counts of first-degree home invasion, allegedly part of Covington's murder entering her home and killing her after she got home from a yoga class. Groom was also the latest to be arrested after two big breaks in the case. Timothy Moore arrested in November and Shane Evans arrested earlier this month. We miss her, but we're, we're busy trying to find justice and make things happen and it's been working. Egypt's brother Dwayne and his fiance Lindsay are excited but have mixed emotions after their first holiday season since the arrest. It also brings everything real. It brings it all to life and 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 we now have faces that we can get mad at instead of wondering where we didn't know. There is still a ways to go in the investigation. Lindsay and Dwayne stressing they still need help and there's still a reward for information that leads to an arrest set at $30,000. Our why is still is still really weighing hard on us and uh, we are confident that we will figure that out eventually um, and, and we're confident that because and, and because of MSP we are confident with that. Confident that an end and possibly justice maybe in sight we see a light at the end of the tunnel it's still an open investigation so we still want people to you know throw in tips if they know anything and Lindsay and Dwayne have also started their own podcast hoping to tell Egypt's story and help other families who have been touched by similar tragedy in Farmington Hills Grant Herms local four I think it's important to note that Shandon Groom was better known as Chico to his peers. And he has a tattoo of the name Chico near his temple on the right side of his face. That information will come in handy when you hear a little bit more further on in the episode. Shannon Groom was arrested in Toledo, Ohio on December 22, 2020. And he was then transported to Detroit, where he has been lodging in the Wayne County Jail without bond for the past two years, along with his cousins, Timothy Moore and Shane Evans. More on them as their trials approach later this year. In the preliminary exam that was held on March 25th, 2021, part of one of the accomplices and also Shandon's cousin, Shane Evans's interrogation was played for us to hear. During his interrogation, Shane Evans gives his recollection of what happened the evening of June 22nd, 2017. I'm going to play parts of the recording for you. Some of it is hard to understand, so I'll be pausing it and clarifying information for you. Take a listen to Shane Evans placing Shandon Groom 
also known as Chico, at the scene of Egypt's murder on June 22, 2017. Okay, so that was just Shane explaining to the detective that his brother and cousin came to his house, his dad's house, and said that they they wanted some weed, but they wanted the good stuff. And this is when Shane is explaining that he knows where they can go to get some because he knows that they're out of town. Okay, so there Shane just explained that he was in the car in front of the truck. He pointed out Egypt's house and said that's that that's the house right there. Okay, so I'm going to pause it there, too, because that was just him explaining again, but later on in the interrogation, that they were going there to steal weed. He was leading them. Shane pointed out of his car and said, go into that house and go to the door to the right. I explained it to him, like, before we left, one, two, three, this house, this one door, you go in it, go to the door to the right. So there's no... You in the car with your 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 homie, the girl that you keep with your your friend. 
thousand. You drive by. Are y'all bumper to bumper? Or is this this is between y'all? Yeah, the white lights on because it's down the road. So it's dark. So it's on because it's dark. Yeah, he has his white lights on me. Right. Yeah. And the thing about you pointing out the window, did you ever talk to them and say, hey, you sure you went to the right one? Did you ever talk to them and say, hey, that green house or that blue house or that brown house? That's what I did before the accident. I mean, before we had left. I explained the whole house and everything. Okay. And like right when we, you know, when we turned the corner and we was going, I was like, Nick, y'all like sitting here out window and I pointed right there. Okay. What did they do when you pointed? This is a short guy on my life. I kept going. But what I'm Okay, so there it is again, where he's explaining that they talked about it, discussed before they left his dad's house, what the house looked like, and that it was right after they turned the corner, very close to the gas station. And this is when he says that he just pointed out the window, and he kept going. He has no idea what happened after. And so there we go, having Shane Evans place Chico, who is Shandon Groom, at his father's house and then leading them to Egypt Covington's home. So this is all, that's all I'm going to play today of the interrogation. Uh, I'll be playing a lot more of it when we get into Tim Moore and Shane Evans's trials that are coming up later this year. I just wanted you to hear Shane Evans actually placing Chico at the scene of Egypt Covington's murder. So not only do we have Shane's confession placing Shandon Groom at Egypt's home at the time of her murder, but there is video surveillance and cell tower pings alluding to his presence as well. Those factual testimonies can be found on Judge Tina Brooks Green's personal meeting room on YouTube. Now, who was Shandon Groom leading up to Egypt's murder? In 2015, Shandon Groom was arrested and charged with weapons under disability, firearms discharge restricted, and was booked on warrants. According to police, they witnessed shots being fired at a vigil for Shandon Groom's brother, whom was shot and killed days prior in a bar spute. Yes, he was arrested at his brother's vigil. As the police approached the scene of the gunshots at the vigil, Shandon discarded the gun while he and several males ran into a residence. After a forced entry sweep by a canine officer, Police arrested Shandon Groom and two other males that were booked on felony warrants. The two other guys arrested that night were both wanted in part of a fight-turned-shooting casualty outside of a local mall a week earlier. 
So I just gave you three examples. Placing Shandon Groom in the presence of a gun or connected with people who are reckless and violent with guns. One, people Shandon Groom associates with were involved in a fight turned shooting outside of Franklin Park Mall, resulting in six arrests, facing charges of inducing panic and aggravated riot. This shooting occurred on September 25th, 2015. Two, his brother was shot and killed by a bar owner in self-defense after Shandon's brother became disruptive and was removed from the bar. His brother returned a short time later with two buddies and fired his gun, injuring two employees, according to the Toledo Blade. This shooting occurred on October 1st, 2015. And number three. Shandon Groom shot a firearm while at a vigil for his brother that had been shot and killed, and he was then arrested and booked. This shooting occurred on October 4, 2015. All three of those reckless shootings happened within nine days of each other. Nine days with three shootings that either directly involve Shannon Groom or involve people that he associates with. And that's all that he's been caught with. Who knows how many times leading up to and after Egypt's murder, he was reckless with a firearm. I'm going to go out on a limb and make an educated guess that the night of his brother's vigil was not the first time Shandon Groom shot a gun illegally. It's obvious to me that Shandon was going down the wrong path leading up to Egypt's murder. He chose the friends he associated with. He chose to lead a life of violence and crime. He chose to be reckless with firearms. Allegedly, he chose to participate in the execution of our beloved Egypt Covington. Now, the choice to convict Shandon Groom lies in the hands of 12 jurors. We love you, Egypt. Dee and I will be attending the trial, and we will keep you updated as much as possible. For in-the-moment updates and lives, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Can't Stop, Won't Stop. You can also join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash can't stop, won't stop, where you can join our weekly live Q&A sessions. It'll cost you a minimum of $3 a month, and your money goes towards helping grieving families. We do not charge families anything for our time and help. In order to continue our passion, we need your help to support our donations to families, headstones for deceased loved ones, FOIA requests for loved ones, hotel and travel costs for us to meet grieving families, and so much more. Again, that's Patreon, P-A-T, R-E-O-N dot com backslash can't stop, won't stop.
We appreciate you. I can't stop and I won't stop being a warrior for justice. Too many people are afraid to speak up and tell their truth. I'm here to give you the confidence to use your voice and share your story. Our voices matter. Your voice matters. Use your First Amendment right and speak up. That's how we create change. Go against the grain. Be brave. Take a risk. Be a warrior and fight for justice. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give me a five-star review. This will help bring awareness to the many families fighting and seeking the justice they deserve. And if you don't like that I'm helping families, then just stay away. Mean people suck. For almost daily updates, you can follow me on TikTok at MyLindsayAnn. I'm also on Instagram at MyLindsayAnn. And on Facebook at Can't Stop, Won't Stop. And I just started a brand new YouTube page. You can follow me there at Can't Stop, Won't Stop, Warriors. Again, that's Can't Stop, Won't Stop, Warriors on YouTube. You can also check out my merch at can'tstopwon'tstop.store. Thank you guys so much. And thank you to Mr. Peace for allowing me the rights to use the song, Where'd You Go?, featuring our beloved Egypt Covington. You know, I don't know why so much pain and loss has to happen. I don't have all the answers. Only he does. And sometimes the best thing to do is is just trust it. It was back in 04 when Grandpa died and my shirt was soaking wet with tears from my eyes. You tried to call me down, tried to plead your case, but I just spit that face right back in your face. And you said, well, you may not understand now. Somehow, someday, some way, you'll find out why it had to be. Yeah, according to his plan, he won't put you through anything that he thinks you can't make it through. With his everlasting love, you may need to scream at the top of your lungs. Because while you think he died at too young an age, it really was his time. There's no reason for rage. He's in a better place now, away from the pain and the stress and the hate and the hurt and the strain. The best way to honor him and his legacy is to live how he did and not question me. Where'd you go?